LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Well, this is the second part of a two-part episode where I chat with Steve McAlpine about analysing Australian culture. If you haven't listened to part one, you should jump back on and do that. If you have, enjoy part two of analysing Australian culture. Now, I want to I want to change tack a little bit, uh, partly because I, I I know you're writing a book on this, hmm. and so you know, people people I would prefer much to to read rather than just listen to this. But uh, you, you might be surprised. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I but I want to I want to go back to uh, just the busy pastor as well. How, how do they stay on top of the changing uh, culture? Uh, you know, without spending their whole week, mm. you know, trying to understand and read Charles Taylor or get their, you know, if they can get their hands on on um, on this uh, new biblical criti- critical or critical theory, theory book yeah. uh, by Watkins. Uh, how do, how do they actually stay on top of all this? That's a really good question. I think you've got to read. Um, you've got to read widely, but you've got to read wisely, right? You don't have to read everything, and there are people that can distill things for you as well. And there's a new pastor, a big church here in Perth, is very influential, sort of, uh, sort of Pente- Pentecostal history kind of church. It's uh, he's and he's um, a couple of things that are interesting about his life as I've watched him. He's very clear about rest, where he rests, and what he can and can't do. And I think your primary job as a pastor is to look after the sheep. It's to feed them and bring them into a safe place so that they can grow and go out and serve. And there's a, a, with, there's a withdrawal to every Sunday and meeting that you have and an sending out. And I think you've got to keep that breathing going like that. Your job is to open up the scriptures and explain the word of God to people. And there will be helpful tools that have done that in books that give you the frameworks that you need but you don't have to read everything and if you're not a real reader and you haven't got the time then i think podcasts and small, short videos about things fill you know put the big rock in the jar understand the scriptures and where they're going because they'll answer all those questions and then fill the sand in with the things that actually work in the rhythm of your life if it's a podcast or a book I get intimidated when I see people's end-of-year book lists. I'm going, oh, my goodness, I haven't read that much this year um, <laughs> or as widely. And uh, But I have listened to a lot of things as well as I've had time to do so. And I think yep. uh, just don't assume or just assume that uh, a couple of podcasts a week in themselves don't make a difference. But if you're listening to the right things over the course of a year, that will make a big difference. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Um, you, you've done a, a short course with City Bible Forum, mm. uh, helping helping the average the average person understand culture and deal with this. Can you tell us just very briefly? Give us a, give us a quick plug for that, and uh, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Yeah, it was called uh, Never More Hostile, Never More Open, which saying it does feel hostile. Uh, the culture is sort of, you know, as uh, Mike Tyson, that great philosopher poet of the United States said, everyone's got a plan <laughs> until they get a punch in the mouth. And it feels like every now and then something comes up in the paper that punches you in the mouth about who Christians are, whether it's sex or science or scripture or whatever it is. Just just pause and think, hang on, that's at the top of the culture. The everyday person in the street isn't thinking really about these issues the same way. And the openness is that there are people who want to chat with you because you're a friend of theirs and they may not agree with you but they're they're a little bit themselves discombobulated that they don't align with the uh, trope of what a you know 
a prepping, gun-toting evangelical who votes for Trump, for example. You know, that's the trope at the moment that everyone says is the evangelical and they're hard and they're angry, whatever it is. But they don't look like that. They look like someone who loves me and is kind to me and is generous and goes to church and loves Jesus. Uh, and be that person that's that little bit mysterious to them, that I can't put those things together. And that Tim Keller says that often, that... Um, you know, the council may think, oh, we don't agree with these people, but we'd hate for them to leave because we'd have to find someone to fill the good deeds and the taxes that they're, you know, offsetting by their good works. Mm. Mm. Um, thinking about the the preaching, because really, f- first and foremost, you're a preaching pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do, how, does, how does a cultural analysis come through in your preaching? That's interesting. It's, that's like asking Shane Warren, how do you... Finball, you know, it's like, <laughs> not going to. Well, let's not go there. I know Shane Warren. I know there's better preachers. No, no. Than well, I. Shane Warren. Shane Warren's a great coach. Shane was a great coach. Was great. Uh, well, I'm not a great coach. Great, be- <laughs> great believer in uh, in showing people how he how he did stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's been great uh, watching watching. Lo- anyway, I've been told we're not allowed to talk about cricket. So okay, we're we'll talking about cricket. Another example. Okay, <laughs> cricket's not long, on long enough each week at the moment <laughs> for me to even want to talk about it. Um, I, I think when I come to the text of scripture. You come with the confidence that God is speaking to us today through what he said to them then, right? And mm. so the first thing I'm going to do, and it's, and it's not just with narrative, it's with anything, is that um, what is the, and it's the Brian Chapel line, what's the human situation that's alive in this text right now? And how does it impact? And I, I probably uh, just say, let's just preach it and map it out and have a look at what touches everyday life and just go with that and sometimes I'll, I'll preach through a text and I'm, there's so much to say I'll just put some sidebar issues in my mind and I'll literally sidebar them on my page and say this also has an implication for this but we haven't got time to go into that but just be aware that as I'm teaching because what I want people to know is the Bible has something to say about all of this I can't tell you all of it now but trust me mm. the Bible has something to say about that and I, if we had an hour later, I could show you. <laughs> uh, and, and that's a critical thing for me. But you've got to trust that the Word of God will do the work of God, but you've got to do some work as well. And I do think it behoves us to have some cultural savvy and engagement with things. And God has given us people in the church who are better at that than some. He's given us people who are better at pastoral care. You might be a cultural, you know, uh, Shane Warren and... Uh, uh, pastoral care Stuart McGill how about that yeah so you, you may not, <laughs> you, you've got to say what am I good at doing in the ministry where I'm at when I'm preaching and what do I need to fill in with other people or other things to be able to complement some of the things I can do mm. yeah helpful helpful so uh, be reading things mm. be reading other people uh, and be sharing those with your people that's some uh, mm. really helpful um, helpful advice and I'd there. say pray about yeah. it too because uh, if anyone is lacking wisdom let them ask <laughs> and that's always a good a good starting point. Now, I, I just want to I just want to finish just just by uh, hearing a, a few more of your reflections just on the um, yeah the the Essendon CEO saga hmm. the uh, the Andrew Thorburn saga. Hmm. Uh, you wrote you wrote you know a, a really helpful blog post on uh, stevenmcalpine dot com. Eight short lessons from the Essendon CEO saga. Uh, yeah, can you can you talk through some of those key key lessons well let's try to remember them uh yeah i think yeah, yeah. i don't i think we are saying don't expect a fair hearing in some respects uh, i think that's a key issue is that if it's a neutral culture then uh expect a fair hearing i think 
uh, I'm careful to say along the lines that we are perhaps in a more negative culture than in the past, and government legislation will back that up, the negative side of it. Um, don't get angry about it and expect that you should have a, a better hearing. I, I think that's part of that as well, and that, that ties into that. Uh, I'd also say that there will be jobs that we'll no longer be able to be open to, and issues like the Andrew Thorburn are keys that unlock the next stage of the, the video game, so to speak. Uh, it's You won't go back to a pre-Andrew Thorburn thought about how we deal with people in the public square now who are Christian. It'll be post-Andrew Thorburn. And you'll mm. all, there'll be an open, um, not hostility necessarily, a, an open suspicion already if you're a public Christian in the public square in those kind of roles because Andrew Thorburn issue drew a line in the sand and the culture's not going back It'll, it'll take the next step forward. So it, it's inching forward all the time. Uh, the key will be, uh, you know, it, who next? Everyone's waiting for the next one, right? <laughs> and that's the key. So, but don't get upset in that. Um, I think that's what we would expect for a culture. And this is perhaps what I'd also say, which I didn't say in that, there's an invisible world that's real as well. There are people though, mm. there's an invisible reality that hates Jesus and hates the gospel and doesn't want to see people saved and doesn't want to see Christians have a position of influence in the culture. And we have to be aware that there's a spiritual battle going on. So not to get totally angry at individuals, but see behind that individual there's a whole spiritual world that pushes a certain way of thinking that is against God and his gospel. Yeah, I, I love to finish that article by saying that every situation should be seen as an opportunity to witness to Jesus. Yeah, in one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Steve, it's been uh, really, really good talking with you about this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your new book uh, that will come out later in this year, and I'm looking forward to this year's conference uh, that's going to really push into this whole topic of what does it look like to have communities that, uh, that, that speak uh, to our culture that people want to be uh, a, a part of, but also that uh, see people mature and persevere uh, and strengthening their faith in in Jesus. So, um, yeah, keep 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 writing because uh, we need to keep uh, hearing from you. But I just want to finish with, uh, what, what's the one thing that you want to say about analysing Australian culture? Uh, I think uh, there's a lot more bravado than uh, the, on the surface, and it's hiding a lot of anxiety underneath. Uh, I think we are. We, we, we want to be really safe in Australian culture, and Clive James said that Australians weren't descendants of convicts as much as they were descendants of their jailers. Australian culture is looking for safety, and whatever politician will grant them, this will be a safe way forward, they'll go with it. So we're a bunch of rule keepers, and in one sense, whatever happens to Christianity in the coming 30 years, it'll be around the issue that Christianity might be a little bit dangerous, and Australians want to be safe. They like comfort and pleasure and ease, and they want to be safe. And so that's that's even probably more difficult than speaking into the zombie apocalypse. We're speaking into the beautiful apocalypse, as Mark Sayers would say, of just give me comfort and give me ease. Excellent. Well, I'm just going to dive quickly into the toolbox. Uh, uh, first first resource is, is just this book. It's a great book, uh, being, uh, being the Bad Guys. Really useful for you to read, but also to uh, put in the hands of uh, people in your church uh, as well. Have the discussion. Uh, you know, use it to say, "Hey, look, I'm praying. I'm praying for you, and praying for us as a as a church family." Uh, as always, head to stevemcalpine.com. You can probably hear what's happening through Facebook if you're uh, if you're friends uh, with Steve. 
uh, every week there's always uh, something thoughtful and something engaging with culture and he often does it in under 1500 words uh, so you can you can read it quite quickly uh, and then um, the um, the last resource is just uh, city bowl for him just that short course uh, society's never been more hostile, but also never been more open. If you're looking for something to sort of train and equip your people that's uh, quite easy to point them to, uh, send them to, uh, to to City Bowl Forum website and we'll give a, a link in the show notes to that. Now, Steve, uh, you are heading into a um, heading into a new role. So you've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. You've been hmm. doing, you, I kind of, I kind of, you, you're a bit of a bitzer. I uh, am. You do a bit of this <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a bit of that, but uh, helpfully you're moving into a role where full-time you're going to be uh, Working with City to City Australia and doing something you've been passionate about, or, or, or for the last sort of five or six years, helping uh, those in schools think about this issue. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the role, and then I'm, and I'm keen to pray for you? Yeah, look, I'm more Shane Watson than Shane Warren, then, am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, City to City role will especially. It, There'll be a church involvement as well, but the school thing is critical that at the moment the Christian schools are under a lot of pressure and they hit the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald every so often. And the whole City Point issue was seen as some of the thing that sort of caved in the uh, religious discrimination bill. And what you're finding is that teachers and uh, educators in Christian schools and religious studies teachers are finding that the type of student coming to them is a long way from Christianity. And mm. uh, the, the student power is there because students are going, we're going to decide what the framework is in this school. And teachers are a little bit nervous about that, I think, from time to time. But this is how do we equip teachers and educators in Christian schools to show what a Christian community can look like to students who are hostile to it or disinterested in it without inoculating them against the gospel. I think that's going to be critical. And how do we show that the gospel is coming not into a neutral space, but coming against another good news story that says, here's what your life can look like. Yet it's all happening at the same time that students are coming into school very anxious. And I'm saying, we've got a good news story we can tell people and show what it looks like. And I want to help schools to be able to do that over the next couple of years, because I think the window's uh, getting smaller for our Christian schools to exist the way they currently do in the Australian setting. Yeah, I think it's uh, critically important. We've got a, an opportunity. Uh, a lot of countries don't have the, the openness to be able to preach the gospel in our schools like we have here in Australia. Uh, and as you say, the window's uh, closing and, and perhaps might be closed. Uh, God willing, that's not the case. But let me, um, let me pray for this uh, important work that you're doing. Thanks, Scott. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we just give thanks for, uh, for Steve, for the way that you've gifted him to be able to uh, think into our culture and think into our word. Um, and do more than just see the intersections, but actually help uh, help us uh, to understand what it means to live uh, live as followers of you in this uh, in this time. Uh, pray for his work with city to city, and ask that you might use him just to uh, strengthen principals and teachers, uh, encourage uh, students uh, and parents and families. Uh, pray the fruit of this might be uh, people having a, a greater confidence uh, in your word and a greater confidence in in following Jesus. And, uh, and Heavenly Father, pray and ask that you might continue to just uh, keep equipping uh, Steve to be able to write books that uh, serve the local church. And we ask that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, Steve, it's, been, uh, it's always good having a chat and uh, talking about stuff. Sorry I couldn't talk more about cricket today, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing... Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing, hopefully later on in the year, about the impact of uh, the work that you've been doing in, in schools because it's something I've been following along closely the last couple of years. Uh, so uh, we'll be praying for you and your work. Thanks so much, Scott.
I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.